Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 255. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, what an amazing week we've been having. You know, on this pod, uh, there's something new always happening, always always coming up and just grabbing you by the butt. You know, uh, just surprising, you know, good and bad news always. And you got to take them both in with, uh, you know, with grace. Uh, so this week has been really... Um, a humbling week, but also a surprising week, which, you know, we have a lot going on um, at this moment. I, I will be talking about that hopefully soon, uh, but we are, you, just, you know, just making moves. Me and my wife just been making moves these last couple of weeks and uh, just starting the year off on a, on a good note, um, trying to just make our way into this world. You know, this is this is a big world that we got to try to make our make our way through so hopefully you guys are doing the same hopefully you guys are enjoying this nice weather right now as you know it, it has been a little rainy over the week but um today on a thursday cleared up looks like a beautiful beautiful day uh can't wait to get outside get outside in the sun and, and just get that nice weather i mean during this like morning afternoon time uh, you get that nice toasty feeling when that sun hits you while it's nice and cool outside and brisk. You know, th that's like one of the best feelings, especially during like that winter time. Even though we haven't gotten as, as much rain as we, uh, you know, we need. Um, but so far, it's been such a such a great winter. Um, and we shouldn't be looking uh, too much more rain this week as, you know, it's kind of simmering down. But it looks like there will be some showers showing up around Saturday, um, but still, we're looking, you know, mid-50s to low-50s throughout the week, um, probably a little windy, so make sure you guys are wearing your, your sweaters outside, you know, it's still a little chilly out there, so make sure you guys are just doing your part, keeping up with the podcast, just sharing the podcast, let people know, you know, this podcast is here for them every Thursday Every Thursday, we have not missed a Thursday in 255 weeks. Um, we continue to hit that mark, but at the same time, we understand that this is uh, this year is about making some changes, making things new, and we're going to continue to try to that continue that Thursday tradition. But at the same time, you know, things happen, and I understand that we we got to get through life. Um, but the last you know four years uh, definitely wanted to hit Thursday every week. Uh, but now that we're, you know, we, we kind of, we're, we're evolving. Uh, you know, Thursdays are kind of just those days just to rejuvenate, just to relax and really get set for the weekend. Cause the weekend is literally what we look forward to. Not, I'm not saying I'll look forward to, uh, earlier in the week, but usually I get all my, my stuff done during the weekend, you know, get my workouts in, uh, just start, you know, getting stuff ready for the pod. Uh, just everything's happening during the weekend. So hopefully you guys are enjoying uh, this podcast. Hopefully you guys are, like I said, tuning in, understanding that, you know, this is a, a local podcast, but also want to talk about other things as well. But we'll, we'll get into a lot of that stuff this year. Um, we're, we're trying, we're trying to make a little bit of change around here. Um, just, just to make it a little bit better for you guys. Um, so I'm hoping you guys are just sticking around. Uh, but this week, you know, has been a busy week. I, I would have to say for my wife and I, um, we've been trying to get a lot of our information, uh, together, uh, just to try to better ourselves. Um, we've been, you know, trying to have these little meetings throughout each week. Uh, to try to see what things we need to get done, but also what we're looking forward to getting done in the month. You know, we have never really, uh, really got together and really talked about stuff like this um, any other year, you know, but this year we're trying to turn things around, uh, not only for the podcast, but also for ourselves and our business. Um, things are looking good, though, here in January. In the first part of the year, you know, you got to stay positive. You got to look... Um, you got to look outward, you know, because these next 12 months or 11 months are going to go by so fast, so quickly that, you know, you're never, you're not going to be prepared. So right now we're, we're, we're literally grinding. We're, we're doing our thing and trying to get, um, you know, things squared away. Um, but we're trying to make positive, positive, uh, steps in that, 
you know, we're trying to be good in our mental health. We're trying to be good in our relationship, but also we're trying to be good, you know, throughout our daily lives at work and whatnot. Um, it's definitely hard, you know, people push the buttons, people, you know, test you, but you have to get through these days, uh, because if you don't, you're always going to be stuck in a rut. You're going to be stuck, you know, guessing. So we've been making moves. We've been making, uh, just trying to, like I said, trying to stay positive for this, this new year. It's, it's going to be a crazy year. I feel like 2024 not only came really fast. I mean, 2023 was just like a zip line through, um, 2024, I feel like it's going to be something, some big change that we all have to be ready for. Um, I'm not too sure what it will be and I'm not going to speculate, but you know, you can feel it. You can see it. You could, um, I don't know. You, you have to embrace it. I feel like, you know, uh, I've been, I've been doing a lot of research and I've been seeing like robots and stuff like that are starting to become implemented. And I think 2024 is going to be a big push for robots. Um, and you take that as however you want. Like you can call me crazy. You can call me whatever, but I think this is going to be the, the start of the change here in 2024. Uh, so things are going to start looking good. Things are going to start looking bad, but we got to get prepared for both. Um, and that's one thing I've been really thinking about this week is just, you know, am I ready um, for anything that comes my way? And I am not, you know, I, I have to be honest with myself, even though I feel like I could, we could take on anything. I feel like I have to get my mental prepared. I have to get my physical prepared for anything that might happen. Um, but anyway, you know, these are, these are, these are things that I worry about throughout, throughout, you know, my life and throughout the week. But, um, the start of the year is always that one thing that makes me feel like, okay, you got to get your foot in the dirt, start off running and make sure you keep running. Um, so this year I'm definitely going to continue my motivation into the new year and hopefully the rest of my life. But these, this last past year was actually a good year for me. The 2023 was a great year for me, even though, like I said, it was like a zip line. It felt like I did a lot more than I have in the past years, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on track to continue that with this, not only podcast, but everything else that's going on in my life, which, you know, we'll be talking later on, but things are moving in, a, in the right direction. That's all I need to need to feel right now. And I hope you guys are feeling the same thing. Hope you guys are feeling that positivity. Uh, this week is going to be an amazing week for everyone. And I just hope you guys just gravitate towards that positivity. Because if you do, you're going to always win and you're always going to be ahead. Um, to me, like I, I used to always think of the negative. I used to always think, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. But once I started doing things that I haven't been able to do, I've been realizing it's only me that's holding um uh, yourself back so if you're anything like that and I mean I know people you know you know it's weekly it could be weekly it could be daily it could be yearly um sometimes that depression hits you know and sometimes you need that little motivation to pull you out and I hope this podcast helps a little bit of, of that because you know I, I do get a little depressed here and there but I also try to pull myself out uh because if you don't you're always going to stay in that same stagnant place that I have been for a long time. And I'm not going to be going back to, to that spot. So hopefully you guys are just prepared for the week. Hopefully you guys are ready for this podcast. So let's get started. And the first thing I want to get uh, off this week is if you are a fisherman, make sure you guys are ready for this year's season um, at Sycamore Island. And if you haven't heard of Sycamore Island, it's uh, an island kind of ranch, and it has 600 acres of natural area uh, with multiple river access uh, ponds um, that is conveniently right there off the 41 um, and in Madeira near Valley Children's Hospital. Uh, and that's right along the San Joaquin River. Um, I only say that just because, you know, that's usually um, the time that I'm mostly fishing is throughout this time. Um, the, it, it's actually going to be open this Friday. Uh, so if you're listening to this, it's a Thursday. Um, it will be Friday, January 12th. Um, 
they've been closed throughout the whole winter. You know, they closed that the winter time just because the river really fluctuates throughout the winter time. Um, so the seasonal hours will be, um, you know, there's going to be January 12th through, um, I think it will be until March or November. Uh, the time will they'll open to 6 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Um, in April and September, they'll be open in at 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then May through August, they'll be open from 6 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Um, and this is a good thing right here. Um, they'll be open weekly. Um, and then they'll be charging on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday. So you can go ahead and go fish. If you have a California fishing license, uh, you can go fish during the week, no charge. Um, but the day fees are collected, like I said, on Saturdays and Sundays. And on those days, it's $9 per vehicle, um, and $5 per trailer. So I like to get their annual pass. Um, the annual passes, I think it's only like $85, so if you do go there, I mean, throughout the year, you know, you might go there three or four times. You know, if you go nine times three, that's 27. Well, you know, you don't really you don't really make up that much money. But at 85, you know, we go at least probably at least every every couple uh, weekends, you know, um, in the month. So if you do that two times 12. You know, 24, that's a, that's about the amount I would pay for an annual pass, you know, uh, or nine times nine times 12. That's $108, so I would definitely go ahead and get that annual pass. Uh, I, I love going to Sycamore, not only for the fishing, though. Um, I love going for, you know, they got different trails you could go ahead and walk through. They got a lot of wildlife out there. I know I've seen deer, I've seen foxes, I've seen turtles. I've seen like tw 10, at least 12 different types of birds. Um, this is a great place to go, and I think it's a great place to go ahead and bring your kids. So if you're looking for something uh, fun to do, make sure you check out Sycamore Island. Like I said, it's right in Madeira, right off of uh, the 41 and uh, right into Madeira. So make sure you guys check it out and let me know what you guys like to do. Now let's talk about a little music that you could listen to this week. As, um, you know, I was looking for a great album over the weekend. And I, I ended up finding uh, this nice hip-hop album from Dave East and Crutch Calhoun. It's a 30 for 30. And if you're looking for a good hip-hop album, this is a good one to listen to. Because I feel like you get that nice, good East Coast feel. Um, when you listen to Dave East, you know, he is uh, from New York. And Crutch Calhoun, I think he's actually from New Jersey. Uh, but they actually collaborated uh, for this 30 for 30, which I think this album was available pre-order, I think November 30th. Uh, but for me, I think I like this sound for Dave East as it brings up a grimier sound uh, than you kind of hear from him usually. I think um, usually you kind of try to find a hit, you know, when you're trying to uh, drop your music. Uh, but this one didn't really have, like, those hits, you know. But um, as as hip-hop, you know, you kind of go for the other type of sound. And this is the sign that the sound that I like um, as, you know, it, it talks about uh, their upbringing, um, a lot of their obstacles um, of overcoming, you know, really just the life of uh, the streets um, and really how they gain success in the rap industry and how to keep it. You know, I, I think this really uh, is an al album of uh, that dis discusses survival. Um, it, 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 it discusses um, just pursuing your dreams, you know. Um, so I, I, I really gravitate towards a music like this that really it sets a tone but also motivates you in a way that maybe it doesn't motivate the other person, you know, the average listener, but... It hit me in a way where I, I needed to hear this to really gain knowledge and to uh, pursue my own uh, dreams and pleasures, you know? So if you're looking for something good, I mean, it's only, I think it's only 14 uh, tracks long, but definitely something good to listen to because both both artists um, are, are talented, 
Both have great skill as when it comes to lyrics, um, and both really reflect on the travels they have already gone in this uh, hip hop industry. So if you like songs with lyrics, if you like songs with um, with pictures, I would have to say that where you see what they are talking about, um, this is a great album to really highlight and to really uh, get you going to help you pursue whatever you need to. If it's your goals, if it's your dreams, if it's your ambitions, you know, this is a great album for that. Um, I'm a huge Dave East fan, so whenever he really drops an album, I'm, I'm really on it. Um, but I, I couldn't really uh, not go without talking about this 30 for 30 of from Dave East and uh, Crutch Calhoun. And most of it is, um, you know, in-house, but they do have some good uh, features as well, as they do have A-Rap music on there, uh, Jay Stone, Butta and Grands, and also Key and Mikes. Uh, but my favorite songs on this album are My Section, On Sight, and Like Me. So if you're looking for a good album, maybe a good hip-hop album, something to really boost your mood and, and get you going, uh, make sure you check out Dave East and Crutch Calhoun's 30 for 30, which is streaming now on all streaming platforms. And this week I was able to watch a lot of different shows and movies, but I definitely wanted to finish Big Mouth Season 7, which now Big Mouth is heading to high school. And now I feel like Big Mouth is providing like this creative refresh of this raunchy series. Um, and if you don't know about Big Mouth, Big Mouth is basically about um, a, it, it's a, co <laughs> a comedic cartoon about uh, just adolescent kids growing up to be men or women, you know, or whatever it is, um, just growing up. And they talk about the hormones. They talk about all the crazy stuff you remember back in junior high school and going into high school, all the stuff, you, weird stuff you would talk about um, and all the stuff that is unknown, you know. Um, but I feel like they kind of, you know, broke the wall down when it comes to cartoons and, and how uh, people are imagining what cartoons are, are like. Uh, Big Mouth, like I said, is now going to high school and this animated comedy uh, announced that it that um, they will be going to high school for their seventh season. And when I finally finished this episode, I was I was totally into it. But I definitely got, you know, cliffhanger. I, like, I, they gave me a big cliffhanger. So this the show was definitely, you know, awkward. The transition into high school is always awkward and crazy. Uh, but I felt like the creators of this cartoon really had problems in high school or or you know, in junior high school, um, it just, it just, it just takes you throughout, uh, this whole journey, you know, and then kind of brings you right back towards the end. Uh, but I, I really, I really enjoyed this one. And I feel like, you know, if this is not the final season or if they're going to continue with big mouth, this was a great way to send it off. Um, but it definitely had that cliffhanger that it really made me want, uh, another season hopefully we get season eight um but you know the season seven really it really hit on some big subjects i feel like it, it hit on mental health um it hit on sexuality um and it also did this without losing really the the raunchiness i would say of the, of the cartoon uh which i really enjoy you know uh, but I felt like there was so such good storylines in the season seven, which kind of made me get into this cliffhanger. So Big Mouth has always ended the seasons with a bang, uh, usually with like weird kind of super powers or, you know, everyone is trying to resolve their problems kind of thing. Uh, but the season makes it clear that, you know, there is no way that they could really change their future you know they're, they're, they they try to go to the past and try to change their future and it does not change making the conclusion uh really just realistic um and and 
I, I don't know. To me, you know, when it when it talks about time change and and everything, um, I I just think of you know what would you change if you were to go back and change something as if you were a kid, you know. Um, for me, it, I don't think I would change anything, just because um, I love where I'm at in my life right now, you know. But in this show, it it, it just it makes you think about you as a kid and the things that you would change to maybe, you know, to, to go back in time. Um, I, I just feel like I, I kind of connect with these characters a little bit, um, even though it is disgusting and kind of just grotesque in a way. Um, but I feel like, you know, um, throughout Big Mouth, they've always had great subject matter. Um, and also it was funny. And also the way that they talk about it, it is a realistic uh, way we could talk about it with comedy, you know. I think comedy is a great way where people can break through, you know. Uh, those, everybody's walls are down when you're when you're with comedy because we're all on the same playing field, and that's what I love about this show. Um, so if you're looking for something kind of weird and kind of goofy and fun, uh, make sure you check out Big Mouth season seven. I know it. That, Netflix is, you know, it's a Netflix original, so you could only find it on Netflix. But I feel like this one, season seven, has some of the best storylines of any season of Big Mouth. And if you're going to watch any season, this is probably the season I would say to watch. But it's going to be a great one. Um, hopefully, like I said, they will be having season eight. Um, I know they, they, they won tons of awards at the Emmys. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what awards because I don't really pay attention to the Emmys, but definitely saw that they won some awards. And, you know, that just impresses me uh, that uh, a cartoon like Big Mouth could really make a difference and really make people pay attention. So if you're looking for something good to watch, make sure you check out Big Mouth on Netflix. Now let's talk about some things that are going on here locally in Fresno as you know, the weather is changing and it's turning really cold. I really wanted to talk about these warming centers uh, for unhoused uh, people that, you know, during these freezing times during the winter, uh, they open up these freezing or these uh, warming centers, which um, you could go in and you could get uh, away from the cold. You can get some rest um, and maybe just rest up for the for the next day. But um, there has been a controversy over the operation of some of these Fresno's uh, warming centers since, you know, advocates want to know why these centers are not open throughout the whole winter. Why is it only that they open up these uh, warming centers only on freezing days? Um, I think it's... I think it's a, a, a travesty that we can't have these open throughout the whole winter. As you know, wintertime is blistering cold out there in Fresno, like we were talking about earlier in the podcast. Um, but I feel like like people need to really open up their eyes and see what's going on. So I think a lot of people are um, calling to action as, you know, Tuesday morning from the Fresno Homeless Union um, they said that keeping warming centers open throughout the winter could definitely prevent some dangerous situations. You know, just saving a life, one life is worth opening these uh, warming centers. And it's so simple, you know. Um, these centers are, you're able to get safety, you're able to get warmth, you're able to get a place to sleep. And like I said, you could definitely save a life. Um after two nights of below freezing temperatures in Fresno, the city will not be activating warming centers. And that was earlier this week, Tuesday, and I think um, another day during the week. But um, I feel like these, these, these centers should be open all winter long. Um, the Fresno Homeless Union is now calling for action. Uh, from the city to open these centers every night throughout the center throughout the winter instead of just activating them on temperatures that drop below 35 degrees um you know they want to say that like 34 and we don't understand why last year we had it consecutively consecutively open and every single day 
what is the difference between last year and this year? That's what a lot of people are saying. And I, I think that's the big uh, fight right now is to try to keep these warming centers open. And this the Fresno Union is trying to challenge uh, the, the decisions um, why they're not open every night until, you know, mid-March. But I feel like, you know, it is a lot of, uh, to spend on to operate these centers, but you know, to save an individual's life, I think it is worth that. So hopefully a lot of these proposals um, will cause this change uh, for these centers to be open. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be a talk around the community, something that we need to push as a community for these unfortunate people that are having to live on the streets. I know I would not want to be in 35 degree temperature weather at night or when it's windy and 35 degrees. I mean, nobody would want that for themselves. Um, I think, you know, the city gives, you know, a 72 hour notice um, that these centers are open, but only when they drop to 35 degrees. I mean, I, I think there's something to say that how we are treating our homeless and just that, how hazardous it could be that we're treating these people this way. You know, um, the Fresno Homeless Union is also asking for a fourth center to be open in North Fresno. Uh, but, you know, city officials have yet to comment on the calls to action by the union at this time. So it's it's going to be a big fight for this, this winter. But, like, they've been saying, like, what's the difference between this year and last year? Last year they had it open all year, and this year you're only going to open it up uh, when it's 35 degrees or less. Um, so I think we need to, we need to be able to get on a, on a, on an equal playing field, maybe all year, maybe, you know, maybe not to March, maybe till February. Um, but it does get cold here in Fresno and we all could say, say that, but you know, there needs to be something done and I'm not going to sit here and say, I know all the, the, the answers, but one thing for sure is I think there should be something there for people to go to when it is really cold. And usually every night in the winter in Fresno is really cold. So I think it should be open, you know, yearly. And I want to know what you guys think. Maybe you guys could, you know, give me some feedback about uh, wh what they should do with these warming centers. And this week I ended up reading that, you know, uh, Playland will be closed um, officially on January 14th. Um, I know Playland opened their gates in 1955. Um, that was the same year that Disneyland opened, making it a big year for amusement parks. Uh, but Playland Fresno will be permanently closing in less than a week. Um, now that we're reading, uh, that this podcast is recorded. Um, and the post sa said that the Fresno amusement park says its last day will be Sunday, January 14th. So I feel like this is going to be a big thing here in Fresno as the community still enjoys events leading up to the closure. Um, but the park is open Friday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and it's just, it's just been one of those places here in Fresno, you know, and if you don't know where Playland is, it's next to the Chaffee Zoo out at Roading Park. Um, and it is a great place to be, great place to go ahead and take your kids. Um, I remember my mom and my dad used to take us there, and more of my mom used to take us there. Um, but they have Playland, they have Storyland, and they have the zoo uh, right in the same location. It was always a great place to go, um, to go ride rides, just to, just to have a good fun day and, and be outside. That that was a good thing about it was, you know, it was outside, it was uh, near other things that you could go ahead and attend. Um, I always felt like they should have made Storyland, Playland, and the zoo all into one thing and tried to make it into one big kind of, I would have to say like San Diego Zoo kind of-esque. You know, you got your rides with the zoo and you got your exhibits and stuff like that. And that would have been a nice thing. I, I wish they could have maybe done something like that, especially with the expansion of the zoo. I felt like they could have really uh, used that that land and also just the amusement park that, that, that they um, have right across the street. Um, but this is going to be a huge, huge uh, loss for Fresno as, you know, I don't think people were supporting it like 
we used to back in like the nineties. Um, and that, that's really sad because, you know, a place like this, um, will be missed. People say, why, why don't we have this? Why don't we have that? It's because of this reason people doesn't support local things. And hopefully, you know, they get the support in the next week or so. Um, it's just going to be a sad closure. I, I, I want to hopefully go out, but it, it's tough because, you know, you do pay to get in, uh, but, you know, you're supporting that local that local business. So, you know, I'm, I'm just as guilty for not uh, going out there and, and, and supporting. But, you know, it's, it's kind of different when, you know, you're a kid and you grow older and kind of forget about it, you know. And then now when it's closing, it's almost like a bittersweet kind of thing. It's like, man, you know, I wish I would have went out there. But things, you know, time time goes by really fast. So I just hope, you know, everybody has some type of memory at Playland. Um, cause I know I do. I, I remember the, I remember the, the, the train ride, remember the boats. I remember basically all the little amusement, um, area that they had. It was, it was always fun. Uh, but you know, things always come to a close and always things, uh, you know, a new journey starts. So hopefully we see something good out of this closure. Uh, we'll never know until it happens. So, Make sure you guys go support Playland. You guys got until January 14th, and that will be Sunday, January 14th. Now let's talk about our Fresno State basketball team as they have a record of 7-8. and eight. They are now 0-2 in the Mountain West as they lost their second game now to Nevada um, over the weekend, and they lost 72-57. to 57. Uh, But the dogs were led by Isaiah Pope, who scored 18 points and grabbed four re- rebounds and dished out two assists. Uh, the dogs, you know, they have been kind of uh, being kind of been playing stale right, right, right around this time of the year. Um, they got some big games coming up, um, especially next week as they will be on the road uh, against Wyoming, and then they'll be back at the St. March Center on January 16th. That'll be Tuesday against San Jose State. So make sure you guys tune in for more on your Federal State basketball team. Now let's talk about our Federal State women's basketball team. And their record right now is 9-8. and eight, And they had two losses this week. Um, and that was two losses starting their Mountain West Conference uh, schedule. Their first loss they had was on the road against San Diego State. And they lost 77-70. to 70. But the dogs were led by Taija Maria, who scored 19 points uh, to lead the dogs and dish out four assists. Then the dogs took on Colorado State at home, and they lost 55-61. to But the dogs were led by Mia Jacobs, who scored 15 points and grabbed 10 rebounds. And the dogs will be back in action this weekend at the St. Mark Center versus Utah State. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State women's basketball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno Monsters, who has a record over 20 wins right now. Um, I think I, I counted 26 wins and five losses, but the Monsters have not been playing throughout uh, December, so they haven't played since December 21st. Uh, when they played against Steel County Blades and they beat the Steel County Blades five to one, uh, but the the Monsters will have a home stand for about three weeks. It looks like they'll be playing from January 11th all the way to February 3rd um, here in Fresno at the Gateway Ice Center. Um, their first three games will be against the San Diego Sabers, and that'll be Thursday, January 11th through. Uh, Saturday, January 13th. Then they'll play against the Lake Tahoe Lakers Thursday, January 25th through Saturday, January 27th. Then they'll take on the Ontario Junior Reign um, and that'll be Thursday, February 1st through Saturday, February 3rd. So make sure you guys take a chance out, go out to go see our Fresno Monsters play at the Gateway Ice Center. I know it's going to be a great time and make sure we support everything local. Now let's talk about the NFL as we're now into the NFL playoffs. Uh, we're looking at the super, I mean, what do they call it this year? 
um, Super Wild Card Weekend. That's what it's called. We are now in Super Wild Card Weekend. And I can't wait to get it started this week. But the first thing I want to talk about is just the power rankings as we talk, we, we give you the top five teams of the league, give you a little bit about what's going on. Um, at number five, we got the Detroit Lions at 12-5. and five, And I cannot say much more about the Lions this year as they got the momentum heading into the playoffs. And they got a great team. Um, Sunday's win over the Vikings, it wasn't a pretty win for the Lions, um, especially what they've been doing all season. But D- Detroit had a good, solid showing, and they had a lot of game-changing plays in that game. But it's always going to be about the key players like Jared Goff um, or even their tight end, Sam Laporta. I mean, some of the big roles like, for, like Laporta, the Lions w- didn't really understand what they got in, from him as, you know, he is a rookie tight end, uh, but he is a receiving machine. I mean, anything that you could throw in his way, he definitely could catch. Uh, but but I'm, I'm looking to see if the Lions could celebrate their first playoff game. You know, um, it's been since, I, I think it was 2016 since they even reached the postseason. And this is their first home postseason game in... I don't know how long. I mean, it has to be a, a, as long as I've been alive that I've seen a first playoff game in Detroit. Um, so if I hope that you know that Ford Field is going to be buzzing this weekend with that energy before kicked off because the the Detroit Lions are a team to be reckoned with this year. Uh, but they got number five at number four. We got the Buffalo Bills who have a record of eleven and six. And I just want to know where this Buffalo Bills team has been all year. Um, you know, will we see them in this playoff um, matchup? Um, will we see them get back into their playoff shape? I don't know. Uh, but the guy that I want to talk about right now is definitely um, Josh Allen, who has been blowtorching these teams being able to really do it with his arm, but also his feet, um, and just making some big time plays. Um, I just feel like he's like he's been playing like a backyard football player these last couple of weeks. Um, he's been just just making it rain on these people, like making it go. Um, I'm just happy that they ended up, you know, getting into the playoffs. They're they're they've been a playoff team all year. Haven't heard uh, talked about them at all in the uh, power rankings, but they ended up at number four this week um, with an 11-6 record and actually beating the Dolphins last week to to go ahead and get into uh, the playoffs. It was it was great, great game. But at number three, we got the Dallas Cowboys, who have a 12-5 and record. And this is going to be a big, big game for the, the Dallas Cowboys as their first game against his former team, um, against Mike McCarthy's former team, the Packers. Which, I mean, if you don't remember, like years back, the Packers versus uh, the Cowboys had some controversy. Uh, at, at, in in if if um, it was a catch for a touchdown or if it wasn't a catch for a touchdown, it's gonna be a big game always when Dallas plays uh, the Packers. But I think the Packers usually have the upper hand. But this year, the the Cowboys are the favorites, and they're playing at home. Um, and they're playing terrific as Dak Prescott is emerging uh, to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He could very well be an MVP candidate this year as the Dallas Cowboys have been playing well, especially with C.D. Lamb at uh, wide receiver, who is probably the top wide receiver in the league. I mean, I, I don't know who else is better than C.D. Lamb this year, uh, but the question is, can the Dallas defense play a huge part in this game against um, the Packers. So it's going to be a big game. Hopefully we'll see a great matchup. And at number two, we got the San Francisco 49ers, who have a record of 12-5. And last week, we got to talk about Brock Purdy, who needed much rest last week with the NFC West title. Uh, Number one spot seed, Sonin, they're already got the go-ahead, and they got the number one spot. Uh, so Darnold ended up taking uh, the 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 start over uh, 
week 18, and they ended up losing to uh, the Rams as the Rams now uh, make it into the playoffs as well. But the Niners right now, they had to protect their uh, their biggest commodity as in Purdy, as in Christian McCaffrey. Um, and as a QB, you know, you need to be able to have those reps. So I don't know how this Niner team is going to be looking in the postseason. Hopefully they have enough insurance at running back to, to replicate maybe another uh, playoff, you know, win. I'm not, I'm not too sure how this Niner team is going to be playing at that number one spot. Um, I would love to see them, you know, uh, go to the Super Bowl. I mean, any Niner game is a big game. So um, if they make it to the Super Bowl against the Ravens or maybe another AFC team, I don't know. But San Francisco is, is definitely is going to be the focus. Um, and they have that first round by. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see how they play. Um, and then at number one, we got the Baltimore Ravens at 13-4. and four. Um, And the Ravens right now, are the top team in the NFL as Lamar Jackson's last couple games have been showing why he uh, deserved the money to get paid. Um, but the, the main goal was really to get that number one spot and really send the rival Pittsburgh home with the, you know, with the defeat. Uh, but that didn't happen. Instead, the team beat the Ravens twice this season and now the Steelers are ended up in the playoffs. So the Steelers will play the bills, but um, the Ravens, you know, they've had previous, you know, problems in, in, in the playoffs as it's been hard for Lamar to really get, um, a winning record in the playoffs, but Baltimore has been playing some of the best ball all season and especially coming into the playoffs. I just, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll guarantee one win in the playoffs and, that would be okay with the Baltimore Ravens, but I think they really got their eye on the Super Bowl, and they're looking to play the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I think that might be the prediction of my choice this year is the Ravens versus the Niners for the Super Bowl. So it's going to be a great um, postseason. We'll have to see. Uh, but now let's talk about you know the uh, playoff matchups. And this week we start, like I said, the wild card round. So we'll have uh, the Browns versus the Texans on Saturday, the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. Um, they'll be playing that Saturday night. And then on Sunday, we'll be having the Steelers versus the Bills, the Packers versus the Cowboys, the Rams versus the Lions, and then the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. We're going to have a great, great playoff. I feel like these matchups are going to be crazy good. So if you're looking uh, for one of your teams, I wonder if you guys – have a team you're going for this year, but if I would have to say uh, there could be a big, big um, upset, I would have to say the Buccaneers versus the Eagles, uh, just because the Eagles will be having to play on the road versus the Bucks at home. Um, but like I said, a lot of these matchups could go either way, so uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA, and we'll start off talking with our California teams as we have uh, the Warriors right now in the 12th spot. Um, the Warriors have not been playing really good um, lately, ever since, you know, Draymond Green had been suspended in uh, December. Uh, but earlier this week, we heard boots rain down on the Golden State Warriors from their home, home crowd as, um, you know, they lost to the Pelicans on Wednesday, 141 to 105. You know, this the same thing happened two days before uh, when they lost to the Toronto Raptors. And this is two consecutive games in which they got blown out. Two consecutive games where they held a lead. And two consecutive games in which, you know, they had uh, got more and more rattled uh, when the when the minutes started dwindling. Uh, the Warriors went 2-5, two 2-5 to five, two and five during a home stretch. They hoped they could kind of swing that momentum after a choppy, inconsistent, you know, first half of the season. Um, but at this point, it's evident to say that, you know, uh, there needs to be some kind of shakeup in Golden State. And I think Curry is uh, probably going to be expecting that, um, especially with the results that they've had so far. I don't think it is working right now, um, especially the lineups that they have to run with smaller guys um, guarding bigger guys. Um, and especially after the indefinite suspension of Draymond Green on December 13th, 
which a general manager uh, said that he will be missing the next 15 to 20 games. Um, and those games are going to be crucial in determining the, 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 the decisions that the team will be having to make moving forward in this season. Uh, but Wednesday's game uh, was number 14, and so far no lineup combination is working. No adjustments, no help, um, and honestly, the problems are just getting getting bigger. Um, I think Curry, you know, when you talk about Curry, you got to really make sure that um, we you have a team for him to be able to compete because, you know, he is older, he is getting up there, and who knows if that wear and tear could affect his play. So right now we got the Warriors at 12 in the Western Conference, um, but now let's talk about the Lakers who have um, that nine spot in the Western Conference, um, but still looking kind of choppy as well. Um, but they ended up having a great week um, this week as they um, they beat the Raptors and they also beat uh, the Clippers. Uh, but the one thing for sure for me is um, what about the, the rest of the team? Um, are we going to be able to continue uh, with this winning streak of this two game winning streak? I mean, we have we we have only won uh, four games so far since we won the playing uh, tournament. So it's only fair to really wonder um, what kind of trades are they looking for right now. And if I were to be a, someone that um, you know a GM, or if I if I was somebody that could get somebody for the Lakers, I would have to say I would get. Javante Murray from the Atlanta Hawks, which so many teams are looking for a point guard right now, but um, Javante Murray is one of the best right now, and especially with this market right now, uh, I think it has the 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 whole league buzzing right now. Um, so if I was uh, Palinka, I would definitely choose a point guard to go ahead and 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 help us get to the next, you know. Um, part of the season, at least till the playoffs, and that's been our struggles. Really, our play, our, uh, the Lakers' point guard play, and hopefully they can resolve that with the trade. Um, but also we got the Clippers, who are at the number four, uh, the number four spot right now, and the Clippers have been playing well as they now been you know with Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George. Um, Russell Westbrook, um, they, they're starting to put it together. Um, and I feel like now that Leonard has these guys to really depend on, I feel like we're seeing a different type of play from him. And I know the Clippers just announced that they actually signed him for another three years for $153 million, uh, which was his going to be his ex extension. But I feel like Leonard and George, you know, when they're – eligible for that extension for four years, $233 million. I think the Clippers are in good shape to make the playoffs. They're in good shape to have a good season as uh, they've been putting together these wins, especially after a slow start, um, especially getting, you know, a hard in that last minute, not really having the summer to prepare. Uh, but now the Clippers are running and they're, and they're having a great time doing it. And seeing Leonard having a great time playing the game, it makes me feel like I want to watch Clippers basketball. Um, and to see, you know, they, they actually had that fourth spot, one over the Sacramento Kings, which we'll be talking about next. It, it, it's a big thing for, for this uh, Clippers team, especially coming into January. And now we'll be coming into All-Star break. Um, soon, so it's gonna be a, a quick turnaround to see if the Clippers are the real deal, and we'll we'll really see uh, when it comes to that second part of the season. So we got the um, Clippers at the number four spot, and now let's talk about the Kings, who are at the five spot, and they have been playing tremendously well. And um, honestly, I didn't know they were in the five spot. That I thought it was opposite. The Clippers were in the fifth spot, and the uh, Kings were in the fourth spot, but the the um, the Kings have been really uh, playing consistent. 
a really back and forth, I would say, when it comes to, like I said, the standings. Um, and, and the Western Conference is a definitely hard conference this year. We're definitely stacked. So we got a lot of losses here in the Western Conference because when we're playing against each other, it could be any given night any team could win. Uh, but but the Sacramento Kings have been able to put it together. But they've been looking for also a trade um, and in anticipation of hoping to get an NBA championship this year. Uh, but they will have a deadline as, you know, the the um, all-star break approaches. But they're looking at one guy, um, and I feel like this guy could definitely be a part of their uh, of their situation. You know, Zach Levine out of the Chicago Bulls, who is a two-time All-Star, they have been really um, looking for someone like him, a, a scorer slash slasher, who could really put the ball on the floor and take it to the take it to the goal. Um, and if they could get someone like this, maybe trade over like a Kevin Herter or a Harrison Barnes um, to really make the deal, you know, go through. I think this would be a great thing for the Sacramento Kings. Um, but it's just been chatter so far. Um, but we'll be seeing, you know, a lot of these trades start happening towards uh, All-Star break. So it will be great to see some of these Western teams get up in those um, Western standings as, you know, California basketball is my favorite basketball. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. But I want to thank you for tuning in this week and every week. Your guys' support goes so far for this independent podcast. I just want you to remember to tune in every Thursday. Every Thursday, you'll find new content here on the Blaze Podcast. Um, make sure you guys are doing something uh, new this week. Make sure you guys are doing something fun this week. Make sure you guys are staying positive. Make sure you guys are just enjoying life as life passes us by so quickly. Um, and make sure you guys are just staying active around town. Make sure you're supporting everything local. Support all your local businesses. Support all your local artists and make sure you support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Veda signing off episode 255.